Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Brian K. Wright. And Brian, you are the publisher of Success Profiles Magazine. You are a book writing coach and ghostwriter. Uh, and you're the host, longtime host of Success Profiles Radio. I know when I say long time, like in podcasting, I know it's a radio program, uh, but you've been around now for over eight years. Correct. So congratulations on your longevity. And thank you. And in uh, broadcasting, podcasting, streaming, yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. And, and how did you get into, what, what made you decide to uh, grab a microphone and do your thing? Well, it's interesting because when I was in high school, the speech coach encouraged me to go out for speech tournaments, speech competition, and I didn't want to. And she said, I think you'd be really good. Take the rule book home and see if there's an event that resonates with you. Well, there was one event called Radio News Announcing. And the thing that resonated with me the most was the fact that I did not have to face my audience. Yeah. You got 30 minutes to prepare a four to five minute radio broadcast. And you sat in a room adjacent to the audience. Timekeeper showing flashcards, how much time you have left. Yeah. Sound pumped into the next room. And I did really well. And uh, then I expanded to do other events where I did have to face an audience. And then fast forward to the early part of uh, the 2010s, more like 2011, I had somebody who had a show on the Toginet Radio Network who said, Brian, you'd be really good. You should have a show. And I thought about it for a while and finally decided to pull the trigger and say yes. So in January 2012, I had my very first episode of Success Profiles Radio and episode mm. 360 is coming up next week. Wow. Amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. You know, I actually did the exact same thing in high school and yeah. I did the broadcasting thing. So it was, uh, the program was called Forensics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, so that's, I, and I did the exact same thing and it was for the same reason. I'm like, yeah. man, standing up and, you know, giving an extemporaneous speech would be tough, but I can read something. And yeah. so, but so, you, you know, they just gave you these you know pages of copy and they're like, Hey, turn this into a broadcast yep. and you, you know, and of course you needed to hit your mark as well. So right. exactly. yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. In fact, I, I think I got to regionals and I think one thing that, you know, where I kind of separated myself from others is my coach. Uh, I said, so do I need to look at them? And they're like, no, but if you do, and you can do any eye contact and then go right, you know, go back down to your copy. I think it might differentiate you because the yeah. judges are just, you know, they're not professional judges. They're just volunteers no. or whatever. Right. So that, I think, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to like state or anything like that, but that was the one thing is I got, I tried to get really good at kind of like, you know, being able to take my eyes off the page and, you know, read a bunch, you know, kind of memorize a bunch of an advance and kind of project right. it that way. Fun right. times, dude. It's great yeah. experience. So it is, you know, it's fantastic. And, Anybody that's got, you know, uh, you know, kids in that age, I highly encourage them getting that Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, those skills are just so valuable, no matter what you do. So, yeah. um, so Brian, um, tell me about then the business behind uh, the, the, the work then with the, with the Profiles radio program. 
Yeah. The radio show is the springboard from which everything else flows. And people ask, well, how are you monetizing your show? Well, it's, it's more indirect. I mean, I've had mm-hmm. some, some sponsors. They tend to stay not very long. Partly, I think it's not because of the size of the audience, but I think it's because people aren't patient enough to know that radio advertising takes a while to take hold. If anyone's ever read Guerrilla Marketing by Jay Conrad Levinson, he says mm-hmm. that it takes nine impressions on a radio commercial for you to go from A to yes I'll, to Z, where I'll buy. But what also is unspoken is the fact that there are three impressions per one impression so th- that you don't even notice that it's going on. So it actually takes 27 versions of that message, 27 repetitions of that message for you to go from, I don't know who you are, to yes, I know, like you, and trust you, and I'll buy something from you. And a lot of people just don't have that patience. But I will say, though, the radio show has given me a lot of opportunities. It's opened some doors. I've gotten to do some red carpet interviews because of that for book and movie premieres. I've gotten introduced to other people who I would never have dreamed that I would gotten introduced to because I have a show. Yeah. So let's promote your book, that kind of thing. Yes. And so it's open doors for me. And after a while, I realized I had so much content that I should do a magazine. I sat on the domain, successprofilesmagazine.com, for two years. I was renewing it for the third time and realized, oh, I haven't done anything with this yet. So I needed to do that. And so in 2017, I finally decided to launch Success Profiles Magazine. Kevin Harrington was my first cover. Wow. So it's really, really valuable to create content, not just once, but to use it multiple times in many formats. The reason being, someone may know you have a show, but they don't know you have a magazine. People may see your magazine, but not realize that you're an author. People may know that you're an author, but they don't, they've never heard of you before, so they haven't connected you on LinkedIn or Facebook or anything else. All these things synergize together. And when someone's connected with you everywhere, they see you everywhere. And those people have an opportunity to become super fan who buys everything you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Brian, uh, go ahead, drop some names. <laughs> You've had some big names on your program. Yeah. Kevin Harrington, uh, Chris Powell from ABC's Extreme Weight Loss, Darren Hardy, Sharon Lecter, Laura Langemeyer, Jack Canfield, Bob Doyle, Dr. John Martini, Dan Locke. Um, UFC champion, Rich Franklin, uh, Stedman Graham was on a few weeks ago. Ah. So a lot of really, really amazing people. I'm just happy and blessed to have been connected to a lot of these amazing people. Yeah. And so what is your secret for getting big name guests? I think it starts with getting the first one. And the very first big name guest that I got was Bob Berg. And it was because- Oh my gosh. Dude, that dude has changed my life. In yeah. such a profound way, because I, right. I tell you what, I resonated with his philosophy before I even knew that he wrote The Go-Giver and The Go-Giver yeah. Sells More and that sort of Go-Giver way of business. Right. And uh, so, I, I, as a matter of fact, I put it out there. I'm like, does anybody know, you know, my philosophy in business is just give value to people first. Like, don't, right. you know, don't put up a big paywall and, you know, this yeah. kind of nonsense, you know, just yeah. do nice things for people and see right. what happens. Someone's like, dude, that's Bob Berg. I'm like, really? Yeah. And so I read his book. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, here it is. Like in print, yeah. someone actually took what I've been doing and put it in print. And, right. um, yeah. and that, that has absolutely, <laughs> this past year has been a whirlwind. If you really take that seriously. So sorry to take a, you know, you, no, you got okay. me all excited there. Yeah. Uh, Bob, Berg, P- if Bob, my friend, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, a PR firm reached out to me. And- out there, my friend. A PR firm reached out to me. And this is the first time a PR firm had reached out to me. It was about a year and a half into my show. 
And the lady, we're friends, still friends to this day. She said, I represent Bob Berg. Would you like to have him on your show? And I said, yes, that would be great. And in my, in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, please. Yes, please. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I read endless referrals back in the nineties. So I knew who he was like 20 years ago. I knew who he was. So yes, of course I wanted to interview him. So we promoted the go-giver and then his next book after that, which was adversaries into allies. Yeah. So he's been on my show twice and he was a fantastic and fabulous guest all the way wow. around. Yeah. You know, you can um, imagine what it would cost if you were to dial up Kevin Harrington and you were to say, hey, um, you know, would, would love to ask you a bunch of questions. Pick yeah. your brain, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? One of those. And and you didn't have a platform, right? right? And And so he'd be like, well, that's okay, but my rate for that's going to be about five grand for you know for yeah. a thirty minute conversation, right? right. In and fact, that's it's, it's perfectly so interesting. reasonable. Like you would expect that, but when you have a podcast, and I think part two of this is uh, you can get really big name guests yeah. if there's something that they need to promote. Like yeah, that, that's just yeah. how this works. Right? And it's you so, don't even yeah. have to have an enormous audience, right. but. You know, because, uh, you know, they just know that, that, listen, it's, I think that it's, it's just as effective to do, you know, a hundred smaller podcasts Mm -hmm. as it is to do one giant one. I mean, that's nice. That's a nice shot in the arm, but uh, I want to be seen everywhere and anywhere. And even if it's a podcast, it's got like 10 listeners. I will do that because I'll repurpose that. And that's what we're going to, we're going to pivot and we're going to start talking about that. Uh, I will repurpose that and serve my own audience with that content. Yeah. And you'll find that some of these big name people have differing philosophies on what kinds of shows they go on. Someone like Jack Hanfield will go on a show no matter how many people there are, mm-hmm. you know, because he realizes that if I can touch even one person's life, that's worth it. Someone like a Darren Hardy, for example, will only do media when he's actually promoting something like a yeah. book. So you learn pretty quickly who who's willing to play in the sandbox all the time versus when it only serves their purposes. Sure, and there's nothing sure. wrong with either either philosophy. You just oh, need to figure out who's, totally. who's doing what. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely don't mind at all. And, and again, I don't mean to be geeking out with you, you know, sure. talking like podcasting and stuff like that too much. Right. Here. Uh, but it, it, it really, like, I feel like the host and the guest have, mm-hmm. have a, you know, a mutual you know, job to serve one another and right. serve the audience. Right. And, um, you know, I, I know that some podcasters are, you know, uh, real stingy about promoting their guests. I love promoting my guests. <laughs> me like, too. If they were kind enough to spend their time with me. Like, please go buy their stuff. Go learn about them. Like yeah. you know, anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while, right. they know. <laughs> yeah. I let all of my people promote. In fact, I pretty much insist that you have something to promote because if someone yeah. wants to be on my show and they have nothing to promote, well, this is evidence of your journey. Have something. Mm-hmm. And I have yeah. told people finish your book first and then we'll bring you on. And some of those people I never heard back from again. Yeah. 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 So Brian, um, one thing that you're a big fan of is, um, is, is repurposing and getting yeah. content, you know, you know, using content to create more content in different right. channels and different platforms, right. obviously ghostwriting book, uh, you know, having a book, that sort of thing is yeah. one thing that you've been able to do. Can you kind of explain how the services behind, uh, your, and I should point out your website, by the way, is briankwright.com. So that's yeah. Brian, B-R-I-A-N-K, right. And that's W-R-I-G-H-T right. Uh, dot com. And so you can see exactly what Brian is about to explain. Yeah. It's so interesting because 
the idea of repurposing content is something that we all should do. And when Jeffrey Gitterer was on my show and he was my 100th guest back in 2014, and I remember that because he was my 100th guest. That was a milestone episode. I asked him, uh, when did you decide to write a book? And he said, I never really decided to do that. I just started a blog about all the stupid things that salespeople do. And when I had a hundred entries, I realized, well, I guess I have a book. And so I would say that if you have a blog and all of your blogs are about a, a common theme, they're my book. In fact, it was that they're all blog, but there's nothing. It's a collection of wisdom, you know, lessons mm-hmm. and wisdom, and that's fine. Those are good books too. I like those. But uh, for me, with uh, some of the books that I've written, I've repurposed the most amazing interviews from my mm-hmm. show into a book. In fact, last October, this book came out, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, yeah. Volume 2. This one featured Kevin Harrington and Chris Powell and Dan Locke and Brad yeah. Sugars and and a whole bunch of amazing people. And it's on Amazon. The Kindle version is 99 cents. You can't even shake a stick at that. Go get it. <laughs> Go get it now. Yeah. And then volume one came out in 2018. This one features Darren Hardy and Sharon Lecter and Jack Canfield and Tom Ziegler. This is right. on Amazon also. So uh, yeah, repurposing some of your most amazing interviews with people. And here's what you can also do. You know, people do compilation books where they charge people to be in the book. Mm-hmm. What you can do is if you've got enough big names and you want to fill some spots and give some other people an opportunity, if they're willing to you know, pay a little to play, mm-hmm. uh, they can be in the book too. And then by association, they can say, oh, yeah. uh, I was in this amazing book. And especially if it goes to number one on Amazon, I mean, that's, that's a win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And so, you know, if I were featured in that book, I would want my audience to know that and totally. that I'm featured alongside all of these other, you know, yeah. high profile uh, people and so and and the the chapters. I mean, you you're basically just taking your interview and yeah. turning that into a chapter in the book, right? I mean, there's some editing that has to go oh, on. Sure. Conver- conversations don't ever happen in a straight line, right? <laughs> so sometimes people will foreshadow something they're about to talk about, or they will revisit something they just finished talking about. You have to make the conversation appear as if it happened in a straight line, even if it doesn't. And in the rare case where someone's not really answering the question that you're asking, X take that yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. My job is to make all of us sound brilliant. So that's the, the purpose behind that. Um, so the reality is, uh, you know, books, uh, you know, even the average book buyer, yeah. uh, I, I think the consumption of the book, it, it's not huge, right? It's, it's, right. it's a pretty small number. And so mm-hmm. st- t- talk to me about strategically about why a a business professional still wants a book? I think it's because they have a chance to learn from a whole bunch of different people in one source. Uh, I think with the second the second book in particular, what I did is I repurposed some of my interviews into a feature magazine article, and mm-hmm. then I put it in the book. And so I already had some of these edited down to a smaller chapters. Mm-hmm. And so I put 18 people in the second book, whereas I had 11 in the first book. And the second book is a little bit shorter. So they're shorter chapters and people can consume them a lot faster. Right. That makes it more digestible. But I I guess why, if I'm a, you know, if I'm producing all this content on social and YouTube and podcasts, why bother with a book today? Why why should I uh, be quoted in a book? You know, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Or why should I go through the effort of hiring a ghostwriter or publish my own book? Yeah. Well, I think a book is a great business card and expanded business card. Sometimes people give them away at networking events. You know, you ask somebody, do you have a card? I do. And I also have a book. I also do this with my magazine. Do you have a card? Well, I have a magazine. 
that's a conversation starter. Yeah. And then it gives people an opportunity to ask because now you've invited them into your world. You've shown them this piece of content and it invites them to say, what is this? And now you have permission to talk about what you want to do versus projectile vomiting, what you're doing to someone who may or may not even care. They're asking what you do as a courtesy. Yeah. How do you, Brian, what do you do in terms of, you know, again, I know this is also part of your business um, that you help uh, produce or help get someone into a magazine. How how does that work uh, with, with your business? Great. Well, I have a monthly magazine called Success Profiles Magazine. Right. The person on the cover is usually somebody who is on my show. Mm-hmm. And then I have other people contribute content to the magazine. So I have anywhere between 15 and 20 articles a month. The magazine's usually anywhere between 36 and maybe 40 or 44 pages a month. And it's mm-hmm. content. There are very, very few ads in it. So people like the fact that it is very content driven. The thing that bothers me about looking at a magazine in a bookstore is I have to flip through eight pages of ads to even get yeah, to the table of contents. Right. I'm like, where, where's the content? And so, I mean, it takes forever sometimes to find the table of contents or to find the feature article. I mean, my feature articles are in front. Some of the feature articles in other magazines are in the back. It's like, yep. where is it? So I try to eliminate some of that mess. And so that's a way for people to be involved. I also do special edition eight-page magazines for people who want to be on the cover of the magazine themselves with no other articles, no other ads, no other noise. It's just them. They can use it as a networking piece. They can use it to get onto stages with event planners. They can use it to get into media. They can Mm. take it to trade shows, home shows. They can send it to celebrities or other people they really, really want to be connected with. And I've had people say, this is the best marketing tool I've ever had. And so... I have clients who pay for that. And I did probably 20 of those last year and I've done some this year too. Yeah. It's, it's something that's really taken off. In fact, that's almost my number one source of income in my business right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, if we were to, if we were to explain how your funnel works then is Mm -hmm. that you're basically just able to extend invitations to people Mm -hmm. that you'd like to potentially work with and do something together and, and then just say, hey, you know, if you'd like to, you know, continue this relationship, um, you know, here's how we could do this and that. And yeah. completely up to you, but this is, yeah. you know, this is how the business of Brian K. Wright works. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I ask them, how are they promoting themselves in their business? And I'll let them tell me. And, yeah. you know, I ask if they have a book. I ask if they've ever been featured in a magazine. I basically just let them tell me what's going on. And just based on how the conversation's flowing. I offer suggestions. It's not like a hard sell at all. It's more like a doctor prescribing something. I kind of get a feel for what they're looking to do, what they have done, what their goals are. If they mention a book being a bucket list, I ask them, how come you haven't written your book yet? No judgment. Just asking how come, how come, why not? Why not yet? And I let them tell me. And then I let them tell me why maybe it might be a good idea to to at least consider because it can do this, 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 and this for you. Mm. And if it intrigues them, we continue the conversation. But if it seems to be a a put off, um, then I, I pivot to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, Brian, uh, in terms of um, I guess, you know, your business and where you are going, I mean, what do you see happening over the next five years? I see myself having a bigger team right Right now. I'm solopreneur who sources some things out. Mm -hmm. I would like to have a bigger team so that I can accommodate more business. I want to work with more people. I want to get on more stages. Yeah. I want to do more magazines. I want to do a lot more books. I want to help people get their message out to the world in a big, massive way. And I've, I've got five-year income goals, which are Mm -hmm pretty massive. Now, will I reach it? Who knows? But if I don't aim for it, I have no chance of getting to it. Right. Yeah. 
So uh, that's and, in front of me. And I would imagine that, um, you know, aside from the business relationships that you've built, what is the, what, I don't know if you can kind of explain how your life has changed just from the wisdom that you've yeah. gained from interviewing that many people. Oh, absolutely. How do you describe I, that? I can tell you from a personal standpoint, things don't bother me as much or as for as long as they used to. Yeah. I interviewed Hal Elrod and he's got a five second rule or five minute rule. And then he says, can't change it. He lets himself wallow in the muck for five minutes and then we're done with this and we can't change it. And what's next? What's ahead? So in fact, I recently allowed myself probably about 12 hours to wallow in the muck and now I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, interesting. I, I some, yeah. Because usually, you know, when we're worried or feeling anxious about something, there's this, there's this inner fight, right? Oh, yeah. I feel awful and I don't want to feel awful. I wish I didn't feel awful and I'm out of control here. Yeah. What if instead you just embraced it and you yeah. said, you know what? I'm going to feel everything. I'm going to feel every bit of pain. Bring right. it on, right? Yeah. And so it's almost like uh, maybe I could just get this over with quicker right. uh, if I embrace yeah. The, uh, you know, it, that, that pain. I and, haven't, even, I haven't, never, I've never thought of that because I and, usually, yeah. you know, on the Enneagram, I'm the uh, type seven. So <laughs> yeah. I usually like it's, it's yeah. uh, kind of talking of what I need or what I could experiment right. with. Uh, and here's the, type here's seven, the other, I usually avoid yeah. those painful feelings at all costs. Yeah. Here's the other piece of that. You have to learn to forgive yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes we make choices that we wish we could take back. Yeah. Not that anything egregious, awful, yeah. or horrendous happened, but little things like I overate yesterday, or right. I wish I hadn't spent as much time doing this as I yes. did. Yeah. You know, the, the little things add up. I mean, we don't, I mean, just, just forgive yourself for what has happened and just focus on what's forward and move ahead. In this particular case that I was thinking about, I happened to have a scheduled call with my coach during that 12 hour session mm -hmm. and he, you know, lit the fire and I felt bad for a bit. And then I realized he was right and I took some action and I'm fine now. <laughs> so Brian, for the first, like, what would be a great entry? I would imagine just really easy is just uh, listening to success profiles radio. How do yes. they do that? They can go on iTunes or Apple podcasts and they can subscribe. They can listen to any of the 359 episodes that I've currently done. It's every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So they can just go on iTunes and subscribe there. They can go to successprofilesradio.com. They could type it into their browser and it'll take you to my show page on the Toginet Radio Network. But you can listen to any of the episodes that you want. And it's an hour long show with commercial breaks. So it's very digestible in you know, 12 to 13 minute segments with commercials in between. Very, very nice. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian K. Wright, you're on the web at brianknkwright.com. Yes. And again, same podcast. However you're listening to this podcast right now, just go and search for Success Profiles Radio. It's there. And yep. you can subscribe and listen. Um, I would imagine you've had some pretty great guests over the, I mean, we have had a lot of yeah. great guests over the past number of years. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of gold that you could dig through. So Brian, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for being a guest. You're so welcome, Josh. It was a real honor and privilege to be here with you and your audience. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit Up My Influence dot com slash guest. 
Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.